Sorry, we're closed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back. Episode 77 of Sorry We're Closed. And we have a few items on the agenda for this evening, or whatever time you happen to be listening to this episode. And we have the Red Sox having new uniforms for the Boston Marathon. We have a little bit of talk about the Red Sox as now um, they have won. I am recording this now on Tuesday before Tuesday's game. So they, they won their first game yesterday against a good Tampa Bay Rays team. And I'm going to dive in a little bit into how Michael Rappaport's lawyer is atrocious. And we'll dive into all that. First up, oh, is the Red Sox. They just came out with new uniforms this morning. Uh, They're like yellow, a teal blue, uh, and so on and so forth. But they're pretty nice. You know, they're very different from the the classic old school Red Sox, which is, you know, the all whites. Uh, They have the red jerseys, they have the blue road jerseys. Very different from your normal Red Sox stuff. And a lot of people from the, I'm sure the old school way, uh, probably would like uh, to stay stay that way. However, and even I will say, I, even, I don't remember who was quoted, but even someone from the Red Sox had said, we know this isn't going to be for everyone. We're not, everyone's going to like this, but we're trying to capture a new audience and, and keep young and fresh. And we get that. But you also have the Boston Marathon and what it meant to the city of Boston and what had happened there. So I think it's pretty cool that they will be wearing these jerseys uh, for that weekend. So I'm going to tell you a little story, though, about the Boston Marathon. And a lot of people, uh, I don't know if I've really even set, have told this story. It's really not an amazing story. But the Boston Marathon happened in 2013 um, when someone had uh, a bomb at the finish line. And obviously what ensued after that with the, the Red Sox, um, the Red Sox games and all of that, we ended up watching. I was in Greenville, South Carolina. I actually wasn't in Greenville. We were on the road. I don't remember what town or what city we were in, but I remember being on the road because we were around a hotel uh, TV trying to watch the David Ortiz speech and all the all the, everything that went in um, to that day as far as you know, the ceremony, you know, you know, walking out, I think the police captain, the mayor, all of those people, uh, it was quite a spectacle. It's pretty cool. Honestly, the boss, the Red Sox did it quite well. And at the end of it, they had David Ortiz say a speech. And I remember being around on like, and I don't remember if it was my room or someone else's room, but we we're all crowding around. And in the middle of his speech, it like cut out and came back. And I remember us looking at each other and being like, Oh, what the hell happened there? That was kind of, we wanted to catch whatever he was saying, and we weren't able to. And I remember uh, finding out later, you have Twitter and Instagram, all that at this time. So I remember finding out later that the reason it cut out was because he said, this is my, this is our fucking city or uh, whatever, whatever the exact you know phrase was, and how electric that made, you know, Fenway go at that time. I can't imagine having to play against the Red Sox at that time. It must have been pretty cool for the other team as well, honestly. But what an electric moment and a moment that will live on forever, uh, at least while this generation is alive and talking about, you know, obviously the moment of the Boston Marathon. But on top of that, this is our fucking city uh, from David Ortiz, Big Poppy, the face of the Red Sox for the last two 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 decades. Uh, it's 
it was a really cool moment. I wish ESPN didn't uh, cut it out. I understand why they did, but I wish they didn't. Actually, I can't blame it on ESPN. I'm just assuming it was ESPN that was cutting it out because I was, you know, down south. I probably didn't get Nesson down there, but. Really cool moment, so really cool to see them commemorate uh, that type of stuff with these new jerseys. Um, I think they're wearing them Saturday, Sunday, and they're wearing that old-school Boston jersey on Monday. Uh, but really cool moment. Another On top of that, we have a finally got a win from the Boston Red Sox last night against the Tampa Bay Rays. A really dominating win, 11-2, to I believe the final was. Um, you know, I think, I forget, uh, it was... It was just it was just a from top to bottom, it was a really good game. You had Pavetta go out there and throw and he he looked really good. I'm really happy to see how he's kind of come out there and it looks like a guy who is kind of polished and knows what he's doing, knows how to get guys out. Uh, and again, against a good raised lineup. This is not a this is not a, a lineup that uh, is looked down upon in the American League or even in Major League Baseball. So it's a really good lineup. So I'm pretty pleased to see what had happened yesterday. I wish our bullpen didn't struggle so much. Darwin, Darwinson or Hernandez, I don't know exactly how his first name is pronounced, but he went out there and he looked like he had almost no fastball command. Um, and listen, as a guy who's been there, believe me, there's a reason why my career ended. I had zero fastball command. So to see that and to see, you know, you look at him trying to make adjustments, you see that pulled fastball that was down and into righties, and then you'd see him try to make an adjustment. You leave one arm side, you know, and leave it up on arm side. Uh, you see those adjustments being made, but at the same time, he's not making the proper adjustment, right? So he's not. And to me, again, that's more of a mental thing than it is really anything body mechanics. Now, you can go make mechanical adjustments in the bullpen the next day or two days later when he's going to throw, and that could fix your head. It can make you feel more confident to go throw that fastball a little bit more. If I just keep, if your your head starts focusing on, let's say, keeping your shoulder, turn your your front shoulder, uh, you know, in line with the catcher longer, now your head's thinking about that rather than trying to throw a strike, which could, again, fix that problem. But this was more, to me, seems more of a mental problem than it is actually physical, and I hope that they can fix that because it's not an easy thing to fix, I promise you, at the end of my career. And when it spirals, it's very difficult to get back. So I wasn't thrilled to see that. Adovino looked good. Um, You know, as... As a whole, the place that everyone looked good, the lineup looked tremendous. We probably would have scored more runs if it wasn't for an amazing play out in right field. But it was a really good game to watch. I hope we do it again tonight against Tampa Bay Rays. That team was a different team than we saw against the Orioles on the first weekend, and it's good to see. It's good to see they didn't let that that bad weekend snowball into something worse. Uh, and we're looking like to be a better a better club moving forward. So we'll see what they have for the rest of the series against the Rays. Moving on, though, to the Barstool uh, Rappaport situation. If you've been following along with anything that the Barstool's account has been posting, uh, Smitty has been posting, Dave Portnoy has been posting, you've seen a few things here in the past week or so uh, come up about this this lawsuit. Rappaport uh, got fired from Barstool. He filed a defamation lawsuit uh, and I think they filed a, you know, uh, a breach of contract lawsuit as well. So I don't think that's gone away yet. However, the judge threw away the defamation lawsuit. It's going to drag on a little bit here more. It's not just the end of it. But we had two videos posted. And I'm sure this is not the only things. I'm, I don't want to just absolutely shit on this lawyer uh, without having to, without knowing everything. But these two, these two particular um, 
two particular you know video clips does not paint a good picture for the lawyer that Michael Rappaport has. Just does not paint a good picture. And we'll start with Smitty's. Smitty, I think it was on September 11th, 2019, got deposed and went in. I'm sure they talked about many things, but they named Smitty in the lawsuit as well. So obviously they were going to come in and depose him as well. Smitty, the lawyer then goes on to take a tweet from Smitty that he tweeted about, about Michael Rappaport himself. The tweet, and I will say, I will quote the tweet as follows. Hey, at Michael Rappaport, you unfollowed me like a little bitch boy and now are going after my boss. I'm still here and will always be here like the herp. Obviously, the herp at the end of that is being referred to herpes, a disease that does not go away once you get it. Uh, so he's, he's saying that he's not going away just like herpes doesn't go away. Now, the lawyer then goes on to make a claim that this tweet is insinuating that Smitty is claiming that Michael Rappaport has herpes. Now, if you read the tweet, that is not what Smitty is saying in any capacity. Smitty is talking about how he is not going away. He's probably still going to you know, you know, get on this guy, Michael Rappaport, for, for forever, just like the herp, herpes, the thing, that, the disease that does not go away. So for a lawyer who is, you know, reading this, I just don't understand how you got what you got. Maybe Are you trying to reach here? Is that what you're trying to do? Maybe the lawyer went into this being like, I don't have much of a case, but I'm going to try this one, see if I can trip him up a little bit and, and get him to claim it. I don't really know what the law you know, what the lawyers speak and what you're trying to get out of this. But from just from the outside looking in, this tweet is not any way, shape, or form what you're insinuating it says. And it's very obvious. Smitty, his response in the video was as follows. If you take the tweet at face value and understand the English language, the defendant is referring to himself as an incurable disease. Oh, yes, this wasn't Smitty. I guess this might have been his lawyer. The defendant is referring to himself as the incurable disease known as herpes simplex virus, suggesting he will not go away even with cream. So apparently that and maybe that is what um, a lawyer stated. Maybe, maybe it was Barstool's lawyer or what have you. Smitty responded in, in when he was kind of being pushed about this is herpes and it won't go away. He responded that, yes, herpes won't go away. It's medical science. It's unfortunately a fact. It's really strange to me. Again, maybe in the lawyer world, you are. You do have to reach for certain things and make yourself sound like a little bit of an idiot to see if you can trip the guy up and beat him in this. But – Anyone with, with a half a brain can read this tweet and say it's obviously in no way, shape, or form claiming that Michael Rappaport has herpes. It's, and it's strange to make that accusation, but he did. He made the accusation. The following, following day, September 12th, I believe, is what said on the, on, the, on the video, Dave Portnoy is now being deposed. And now Dave, they are there trying to claim Dave had made a shirt about Michael Rappaport being a clown. I actually bought these shirts, um, the Bill de Blasio version of these shirts for my my mother and grandmother. Funny, you know, whatever it is. He made the clown shirt. The lawyer for Michael Rappaport had then claimed that he was making the, he had made the shirts already. He was ready to go. He was just trying to find a reason to fire Michael Rappaport. He then played an audio tape as evidence for this case. 
once again, as you can see the trend of my podcast here, this doesn't go so well. The I won't. I mean, I guess we could have. Actually, yes, Miranda, if you could. Uh, I don't know if you. Uh, while you're listening, to this, throw in throw in the uh, the audio right now uh, and let the guys let everyone listen to it. This shirt haunting him for the rest of his life is enough for me. No need to rub it in more with the champagne. Do you see that? No. Very bottom of the document. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's. I know. Yeah, no, this shirt. Yep. Okay. And you're referring to the shirt with him that we've talked about. Today, correct. Correct. And why? What, what about that shirt? Do you believe would haunt him for the rest of his life? He's depicted as a clown. A clown with herpes. All right, you said that, not me. Well, isn't that was wasn't that your intent, sir? No, you actually listened to a video of me just saying it was a clown shirt. I see. Um, but you knew by February 21st, 2018, that people were um, at Barstool were saying that the T-shirt de depicted him with herpes, correct? Uh, yeah, yes, I knew that. Okay. But that's not why I thought. The clown shirt's personal to me. You have to be a real idiot to get it. This. Um, do you recall... Um, your testimony earlier today that you created the clown shirt, you designed and created the clown shirt after you terminated Mr. Yes. Port, Mr. Uh, Rappaport? I do. Okay. That is in fact not true, isn't it? Isn't it true that you designed the clown shirt prior to terminating Mr. Rappaport because you were looking for a reason to terminate him? Objection. What? Isn't it true that your testimony today that you That's designed me. the clown shirt after terminating Mr. Rappaport is false testimony. Objection. Not to my knowledge, it's not. Isn't it true, sir, that you had designed the T-shirt before terminating Mr. Rappaport and that you had planned to concoct a reason to terminate him and were planning on releasing it as soon as you terminated him? Objection. No Misstates the about. evidence argumentative. What did you mean, sir, when you said that you knew Rapport was going to say something and then you would have it ready to go, boom? I don't know if you misinterpreted that. that so that, the, what I said on that was after uh, I, when this all went down, I knew I had to fire him. I fired, I, I sent a, a text to the wrong Rapport, different mm -hmm. one. Then I fired Mike Rapport. I said on that, so after he was fired, the third text was our, to our T-shirt guy to create the shirts because New Rappaport was going to go off the rails, which he did. And then once he was off the rails, we put the shirt on. So this is all post-firing, so I don't know what you mean by But what it said was that he fired the wrong Rappaport. I guess he had another Rappaport that was working for him. He then fired the right Rappaport, and then he texted his T-shirt guy to make this T-shirt. In this convoluted audio clip that you just heard you 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 hear the lawyer keep saying that it was not michael you know he that he had had already had the decision to fire michael rapaport before before he actually fired michael rapaport and that he had the t-shirts made and ready to go right when the when he finally fired michael rapaport now the, the audio itself that he said on his podcast, whatever podcast it was they had the audio clip from, he said that that's not true. He fired the wrong guy. He then fired the right guy. And then he texted his T-shirt guy. 
And just like Dave says at the end of the audio clip, how, how did that work out for you? This, this audio clip is, is literally just proving what you're trying to claim and you're using it as evidence to prove your claim, but it's disproving it. Really, really strange stuff. Again, as a lawyer, maybe this is, this is tactics, but you're, you're, you're disproving your own case and you're saying things that are just flat out not true and the evidence you've put into, into whatever, into the lawsuit is, is disproving what you're claiming it proves. It's a really strange concept. This, this lawyer doesn't either he, again, maybe this is over my head in the legal world, but it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. This is, it, it, yeah, Smitty is, I know Smitty personally. He's a smart guy. He's not going to fall for that crap. Dave, I don't know personally, but he obviously built a company to a very, very, very popular company from a newspaper. Can't be that dumb of a guy, right? So he's probably not going to fall for this shit. It's, it's very strange to me exactly how this went. I could see why the lawyer is throwing things out. There's no, from what I'm seeing, again, very two small, very clips, that I'm sure depositions that went on for hours, but there was no real basis for the claim. And Michael Rapport's first off doing fine. He's an, I, I see him everywhere still, but it, there's no real basis here for these claims. And it, it, it seems as though the lawyer, based off what how he's shown, what they've shown in these clips, knows he doesn't have much because he's pulling at straws here. He's grasping at straws for a tweet that literally is not saying what you, what the lawyer said it says. And then a audio clip is literally not saying what you, what it, you're saying it says it is such a strange, strange process here. I don't even know how to conclude what he's trying to get at and what the lawyer thinks he's doing. Very strange. Um, two audio clips that I watched that were just absolutely botched legally absolutely botched and i'm not i'm not surprised the lawyer or the judge ended up throwing away the case because there's not much there to 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 even really grasp there's not much there so listen i don't know you guys heard the audio clips uh you heard what you, i mean if you go onto smitty's uh, twitter account you go to dave portnoy's twitter account you'll see some of this stuff popping up and you'll be able to get a little bit more better feel for exactly what's going on but the conclusion here is that either Michael Rappaport's lawyer is an absolute moron or he's going he's getting paid to bring these guys to to you know to trial or to a lawsuit knowing he has nothing but he's going to get paid so all right I'll I'll see what I can do I'll grasp at some straws here and see what we can come up with but I don't think it's going to work and it's not working so it's it's interesting to me so I that's I'm assuming that this lawyer is a well-paid man. Michael Rapport can't be can't be poor. So I'm assuming this lawyer is solid, which can only be he can't be an idiot, which means that he's going into this knowing he has nothing and just hoping for the best, essentially. Hey, I got this one. Let's see what we can do with this. It doesn't say that, but we'll see if we can get him to say it says that. <laughs> which is crazy. But I, I'm sure a lot of this type of stuff is more PR, and now I'm suing for defamation. And now it seems as though it's a bigger deal than it is. And now we leak some audio clips and we realize that this is absolutely bogus lawsuit, at least from the outside looking in right now. It's an absolute bogus lawsuit and it's not going to go very far. So it, it was just mind blowing to me to watch all that. But listen, I haven't heard several good things about Michael Rappaport. However, I am more friends with the guys over at Barcel. I've never met him. So obviously I'm not going to hear great things from the people that he's suing, but you know, it hasn't. I haven't heard many tremendous things about him. 
Anyway, sorry about the audio, guys. For the, uh, the past couple uh, episodes, they've been struggling. My microphone, who I think I think I fixed it. I'm, I'm holding it this time. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm holding it this time, um, kind of like Jared Carabas holds his, just to kind of make it so it's like we're exactly where I want it to be and how far I want it to be. I tested it a few more times today, so hopefully it's a little better this time. But I hope you guys had a tremendous week. We have guests coming on on Monday, possibly three guests on in one episode coming Monday, which will be fun. Wish me luck in doing and being able to manage that because that's not an easy process to do as the host of the show, but should be fun. Hope you have a great weekend. Uh, I don't think there's anything going on this weekend. We just got the March Madness finals done, which, by the way, guys, not to ramble here, but for the first time ever, I picked the correct finals. I had Baylor versus Gonzaga which I guess wasn't that big of a reach. I think they were the top two seeds or close to it. Baylor versus Gonzaga, and I picked Baylor to win. First time ever in the history of my life that I picked the correct finals, and then the first time ever that I picked the correct winner. Also, fun fact, first time ever that I didn't watch a single college basketball game all year. So it's very interesting. I don't know what the lesson is there, but I picked the right finals, I picked the right winner, and I've never done that in my history of my ever doing brackets, and I never watched a single game. So I, clearly that means I just don't know anything. It's all pure dumb luck, and I probably put too much thought into it the other way and I'm screwing myself. That's probably the, the actual lesson here. But hope you guys enjoyed March Madness. Baseball season is underway. The Red Sox look better. Gentlemen or and ladies, until next time, I'll see you at the bar. Thank you so much for listening to the Sorry We're Closed podcast. Go subscribe to our email chain over at thepatlight.com and follow us on all social media. Until next time, guys, I'll see you at the bar. Sorry, we're closed.